I asked my friend Gaganpal what are the skills needed to be good at sales. You know what he said? He said the same skills that are needed to be good at marriage and life. Hi, I'm Joseph Jude and you are listening to Gravitas Wins Conversations. My friend Gaganpal joins me for this episode of Gravitas Wins Radio. We talk about how his college professor shaped early part of his career three essential skills needed to thrive in sales and in life and difference between sales in for profit companies and social sector organizations enjoy the conversation hi gagan welcome to gravitas wins conversations and thank you for uh, being here hi joseph thank you for having me wonderful it's always nice and pleasure to talk to you again so i really expect a really good conversation today sure on okay so what do you do i know you are into sales but can you explain what's your background how you got started in sales and uh, what are you doing now in sales sure um so it is a little surprising to tell you that i am a chemical engineer i completed engineering in the year 2004 and then i got selected uh, if you remember 2004 2005 uh, rinbaxi plant was in mohali uh, so i was taken in as one of the design engineers for them and to my utter shock once i joined uh, renbaxi it was all papers designs designs of uh, equipments which are in the plant and how they bring those equipments from paper to reality and that was my job profile to assist them i was quite uncomfortable doing that from 9 to 6 pm just sitting and reading those designs and then implementing in the field Uh, i went to renbaxi for 15 days and on 16th i ran to my college uh, there i met my professor who was close to me and i told him i did join renbaxi but i have made a mistake what should i do and more than anyone else it was my mother who stensed up uh, and uh, she is telling me that you are good for nothing at this juncture you have got a good job in renbaxi you should take it uh, but somehow i was not able to stay in that organization uh, so my professor came to my help and said okay gagan call your mother one day next day i requested my mom to come and meet him he said that uh, your son is a right brained fellow so don't put him in some kind of desk job better he should go out and do sales business development marketing ask him to go and do mba and that's how i dived into a b school and then started my sales journey wow i didn't know this particular uh, journey and it is interesting that professors you know not only in during college that they play this role but even afterwards they have become uh, mentors and then uh, they also shaped your thinking and 
navigate, uh, helped you navigate towards the the things that you like to do. So is your professor right? Like, I mean, do you enjoy sales now? Enjoy the business development and all the other activities? Absolutely. I relish uh, going out, meeting new people. Though there is a lot of pressure, but uh, I think so over a period of time, I have evolved and try to uh, overcome that pressure uh, by... By, by visiting people, by speaking to them, by understanding what is their need and having a good time. At the end of the day, if I'm enjoying my job, um, I will relish it and I will enjoy it. You are very well said, uh, Gagan, on that. End of day, we should enjoy what we are doing. When we go to bed, we should say, okay, I had a good time today. Yes. I did my best and I have done good for the organization. I have done good for myself. I've done good for the family. So it's a good day. So I think I think in that particular aspect, you seem to have uh, more good days in sales that you are doing. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, I know now you are on NGO sales. Have you always been on NGO sales or you've been on profit sales and all the other things as well? I have been in uh, sales and business development for profit organization. Uh, but this is mm -hmm. the first organization where I am working for a social enterprise come an NGO. And here we help people who are at the bottom of the pyramid, low income individuals uh, with eyeglasses. This is, a, this is a very interesting profile. And at least I find it to be a very interesting profile. But how long you've been in the for-profit sales? So for profit, I was close to 10 years and then I segued into a non-profit. So, okay. So when you say you have been in the profit organizations, for profit organizations, uh, and now in the social sector sales, how do you find the difference? Is it, is it the same sales job or, or in, in, in some way it is different? I would say... Uh, in principle, it is sales job, but if you are working in a sales job, that also for a social enterprise, which help poor people, there is a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day uh, that mm. you have been into sales, but and you are paid for being in sales for some good work and good work is helping uh, your brethren who are not so privileged uh, and are from the disadvantaged uh, sector of India and trying to give them some hope with these development services. That, that's, a, that's a very valid uh, point. That, you know, I mean, that's, that's good. But help me understand, why would an NGO need a sales team? Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, I was also not aware till the time that I was in for-profit uh, and once I came into non-profit, I realized that there are a lot of corporates as per the Indian government mandate. Corporates need to put some percentage of their money into corporate social responsibility activities. Let's say healthcare, education, environment and organization like mine. Uh, come into play there because we have expertise in one or two thematic areas 
and we can help mm. them implement on the ground that's how basically if you talk about it industry just taking an analogy from there a lot of companies in us outsource uh, to companies mm-hmm. in india similar because uh, one is that uh, you have labor is at an economical price you get and also uh, these companies have expertise in that particular aspect uh, similarly with vision spring which is a us based social enterprise where i work currently uh, they have an expertise in eye screening and they have been doing in india specifically they have been doing eye screening for more than 10 years and we help big corporates like bajaj like icici or for that matter oil company shell to implement their programs or projects on field so that's why a sales team oh. is required because these corporates and their plants are spread all across india and they want to do a lot of thematic work uh, i'll give you an example let's say shell india shell india mm-hmm. has lot of transport workers and they want to make sure that all the transport workers mm-hmm. should have good eyesight that's where vision spring comes into foray and we help them uh, by providing them subsidized eye glasses to their truck drivers so that they can make indian roads safe similarly in education and healthcare we tie up with various multinational and indian organizations ah that's interesting so when you say sales do you approach the corporates something like whatever that you mentioned bajaj and others uh do you approach them so your sales is towards them or your sales is towards consumers yeah the workers themselves who need eye glasses yeah so in uh, ngo or social enterprise sector i have two customers one of my customer is these corporates whom i approach and ask them to fund us for the programs for these beneficiaries mm. and our second customers mm. are beneficiaries who are the people who get these eye glasses and they have seen their productivity improve educational outcomes in schools spiral upwards so the, those are the two different distinction and as a sales people we need to make both of them happy so do you i mean you gagan do you talk to both constituents or you focus on corporates and somebody else focuses on the workers and others yeah so my focus is on corporates but there is another execution team and program team in vision spring who helps uh, the people at the bottom of the pyramid or beneficiaries good good uh so okay so now i understand what is this ngo and and ngo sales is but other than that are there any big differences between for profit non profit and ngo are there any any differences in these three categories of organizations sure broadly uh, i would bucket into two different sets one is profit and other is non profit organizations and social enterprise so when i say profit making organization mm-hmm. i remember we read in economic class economics class that the purpose of business is profit maximization or increasing the shareholders value so that is 
the primary objective of a profit making organization but when we come to non profit mm-hmm. organization or i would say social enterprise uh their main objective of purpose is to mitigate social and environmental issues and mm. more importantly try to create a social impact which includes both length and breadth of impact which means length length means that how many people i have given eye glasses to that means how many people have been covered by my program area and breadth is what kind of impact uh my organize with the eye glasses uh, there has been has their productivity improved have their educational outcomes gone up uh, have the road accidents decreased so th- this is the main difference between a profit making organization and non profit plus a social enterprise the now now let's talk about the metrics as a sales person that you would track for a profit organization i can understand maybe number of leads that you brought in the profit that you brought in in every lead and so on and so forth how will you what what are the metrics that you would look at from a sales or a sales from a social sector organization so uh, the metrics are absolutely same which means number of leads mm. uh, number of opportunities how healthy is my funnel how many proposals are in my funnel uh, how many conversions i have had last month uh, but the most important metric for the organization is the social impact uh, why i keep on emphasizing the social impact because during our conversation how uh, a sales person in a non profit organization or social enterprise is motivated to go out and find more partners the inherent belief in all of us is that mm. more the partners who work with us the more beneficiaries we are able to reach so we work with that kind of mindset we don't work with the mindset of uh, getting more revenues profit generation so our destination is different from the destination of let's say a profit making organization our destination is the impact because all the sales people uh it is pertinent that they go and meet uh the people who get these eye glasses they go and attend the camps they see how the eye screening takes place uh what are the benefits that uh, people who get eye eye glasses uh get so uh, taking all those things into consideration uh the sales metrics remain same but the destination is different Mm. and so there is no revenue per se uh, per se right like i mean that's not in your uh, metric so how does your compensation look like because what i understand is most of the sales compensations are all tied to the revenue or to the profit so how will your compensation look like when i when i say that i'm only talking about you know i mean not the absolute numbers that i'm talking about but how does it determine and how is it you know i mean uh, increase and so on and so forth my review takes place my review takes place based on number of partners that we have got uh num- the revenue that has been generated just like a profit making organization there is no difference mhm ah okay so okay so because you are from a, you are in a 
corporate uh, facing sales absolutely yeah uh, so say for example i mean i know you you are not really facing the consumer based uh, the workers to whom you are giving the eye glasses will the metrics for them be any different uh so uh, the people uh, in our organization we have sales people who take care of corporates only so co- from corporates we get funding okay. and based on these funding uh, we help the people wonderful wonderful so now now let's talk about sales as such i mean not just the sole shield sector uh, sales uh, what skills should a sales person have to excel in uh, sales i would say uh, uh, are you married joseph yes great uh, i am also married and uh, let me give you an analogy of before marriage and after marriage uh okay my wife keeps on telling me these days that before marriage i was a very good listener i was empathetic towards her i not only used to understand her explicit needs but also implied needs uh similarly in sales uh these three things are very important one is uh, being empathetic to the customer second is authentic listening authentic listening means uh, listening in the moment and uh, mm-hmm. last but never the least making sure that client you are not there to sell anything you are your first intention is to understand what client needs and then mm-hmm. only you would be able to sell something just like a normal sales uh, in ngo sales also or a social enterprise also uh, the skills are the same that is you need to have some fundamentals very clear i remember when i started my sales journey i used to speak a lot and mm-hmm. there were repercussions of that i for, for mm. close to 2 2 and a half years i was not able to understand why i am not able to make sales then one day i went uh, to one of my senior colleagues who was quite amicable with me and he told me is you should listen more than talk uh, so mm. that has helped me evolve over a period of time uh, as a sales person so i would say uh, listening and being empathetic and understanding the needs of the customer so that you can align what you have or what products and services you are to those needs so these are the three prerequisites i think every sales person should have and uh, just like marriage teaches you that these three things are essential even after you get married similarly in sales uh, we have to carry it as long as we are in sales so are you telling me the husbands uh, do a better sales uh, job uh i would say yes husbands do a better sales job because over a period of time their listening skills have improved they have become more empathetic uh, towards their better half and also they uh, know inside out about uh, their uh, the, the, the the their wives good let's 
let's see i will go and talk to my wife probably i should uh, i should uh, try out some jobs in sales probably now <laughs> good so you you talked about empathetic i mean empathy authentic li- uh, listening and understanding the customer needs and when we are talking about customer needs and since you are also you have been in profit non profit sorry the uh, sales sector and when you are talking about in the uh, social sector you would be meeting very different types of customers uh somebody might be in auto industry somebody might be in another industry and their needs might be different why they want to support a social sector and all of those kinds of stuff and i am assuming you will have to have knowledge a wide knowledge on on these type of clients that whom you are meeting uh is first of all the question is is that the case do you need to have this kind of a knowledge or can you go with some uh generic knowledge and kind of uh, wishy wash that particular conversation or do you need to have a deep knowledge about that particular domain and if so how will you develop that uh, over a period of time yeah so industry specific knowledge is a prerequisite uh besides industry knowledge i would also say the second thing which a sales person should know is about their products and services if uh, these two components uh the sales person has a wide knowledge about he can go and speak with the client and yes uh, over a period of time when you read about uh, let's say research papers keep a tab on what is going on in news uh attend various conferences of ciii and other platforms uh you ingrain these knowledge and then they become an interesting and insightful uh, topics of discussion with the client good so uh so you you read now all of this you get it from books or reading newspapers how do you keep on top of all of these things yeah so there are there are a lot of uh, different forums one as you rightly said reading reading uh, dailies is one way that uh, i keep abreast of all the things then there are some sector specific magazines let's say automotive sector mm. healthcare pharma so uh, they are very targeted and here you also come to know what are some of the new investments coming in a particular sector uh, companies then let's say presently mm-hmm. i am in a, a csr or an ngo side of things so there are a lot of online platforms uh, like ngo box is one organization which keeps on coming up with updated information on wh- what various corporates are doing so it is imperative and i would also add that uh, with recent covid a lot of these organization have started holding virtual programs where we were going and attending physical conferences mm. now uh, at a click of a button i can attend many conferences sitting at my home so there is a lot of value addition uh, that is going on and as a sales person uh, we need to uh, ingrain these value additions in us uh, so that we are updated and look to be people of gravitas when we go and speak with the client wonderful so you you talked about you know listening as one aspect and then now you are talking about reading as another 
aspect for you to do your sales job better in that particular uh, line of thought what are the habits that help you to be a better salesperson on a daily basis i would say the first habit is uh, okay let me first uh, give you a study mckenzie recently did one study where they found out that mm-hmm. what what is one trait that differentiates top sales people from the less rest of the lot and that one trait is being organized uh, so mm-hmm. what i try to do is i try to have a routine uh, let's say i have to mm-hmm. make these mm-hmm. many calls i have to set up a joint meetings with my team go out and meet them on a weekly basis so uh, have these many proposals ready by this time so this is something uh, and I, i also attended your session joseph gravitas which reemphasized mm-hmm. having a system in place which will give you more structure so that has also helped me a lot in uh, making things more systematic uh, besides this uh, going little bit towards the philosophical side of things uh, i also keep my thoughts in check uh, by doing a lot of visualization and affirmation activities early morning uh, that has mm. helped me uh, keeping a check on my emotions and also uh, sales is something just like any other activity uh, which happens gradually uh you improve mm. incrementally that's why your mm. routine should have activities which help you take those tiny steps but from your end you need to take them on a daily basis so this is something that helps me to structure my day and rather than thinking about the final destination i think about daily activities and at the end of the day when i go back to sleep if i have completed those daily activities uh, i am quite happy that job is done for the day now let us go to the next day so that is how that's i put what, things into perspective that that's a pretty good one so what you are saying is approach it more as a system in a structured way rather than focusing on the outcome or focusing on the goals that you need to achieve uh so but but i approach it as a structured way so which is, which is good like i mean which is probably how everybody will have to uh, do their job on a day to day basis uh what do you like say for example you are in sales you have always been on sales now say for example me in delivery maybe somebody else is in marketing somebody else is in another domain what one aspect of sales if others would understand uh what would that aspect be like i mean it will make their life easier their job better and also sales job better and easier what would that be i would say as uh, steven covey had put it very rightly in the book uh, seven habits of highly effective people that uh, seek first to understand uh, before being understood mm. uh, so in other words mm. listening intently uh, to what others are saying Uh, as i mentioned in my formative days in sales uh, i was not able to excel in what i am doing because of tendency of speaking a lot uh, so later i learned uh, why god gave us two ears and one mouth very good very good uh, so what you are saying is from what you are describing 
sales seems to be a life skill or or rather let me put it this way the fundamental skills that you need to thrive in sales are the same skills that is needed that are needed to thrive in life as well can i can i put it that way absolutely wow okay so probably i should learn some of the sales skills as well good good so whether it is in your sales or in general aspect what are the books that shifted your thinking and can you name some of them and how they shifted your thinking yeah one book uh, made an indelible mark on me is the atomic habits by james clear mm Uh, yeah. So, yeah so that is a fantastic book uh, there are so many uh, takeaways but one takeaway was quite evident for me which i was also able to replicate in sales life that small things done over a period of time uh, would give an exponential result correct correct yeah yeah so can you give me an example for that like i mean the small thing uh done repeatedly will give an exponential life that that sounds nice and i can imagine logically i can imagine that that to be true but can you give me an example which you have put into practice and which have either given you exponential returns or yeah. which is starting to give that exponential returns yeah i would say uh, i heard joseph you speaking once uh, that quality of the life depends upon how many uncomfortable conversations we have Uh, so in sales yeah. life uncomfortable conversation is cold calling a lot of sales people yeah. hesitate uh, to pick up a phone and call unknown people which is all right uh, we mm-hmm. do that but over a period of time when you do it on a daily basis i'll give you an example uh, i used to call 20 people daily uh, irrespective of their response uh, so uh, I, i when i did this over a period of months my pipeline was quite healthy and i was able to mm. take many of these leads uh, into opportunities and from opportunities i was able to convert them uh, so this is what this book also taught me that uh, small things like if i give a call to 20 people i uh, as i mentioned i also have a routine so let's say from 8 uh, from 10 to 11 in the morning uh, i'll call these 20 people and i will take uh, note of them but there is a caveat here joseph sales is a rejection mm-hmm. dense job uh, mm. so a sales person who can embrace rejection uh, can propel forward so i remember i used to tell myself that with every no uh, that i'll get on phone i'll call five more people and i'll call them with more energy and enthusiasm and because of that i started getting results wonderful so this is something that is hard for me to understand and either as purely as a techy guy sitting in front of the computer or as even as a human you said okay i get a rejection it's a rejection uh, job and i can understand that you're calling 20 people not all of them are going to pick up the call return the call or agree to whatever that you are asking to uh, asking them for a favor or selling how do you handle those rejection what are the habits that you have or what are the mindsets that you put in to handle those rejections so the phone is my closest ally that i need to keep in mind and mm-hmm. when i get those rejections i don't need to take it to heart 
uh, that's where empathy comes into play right so see uh, mm. let's say first time i call 20 people all of them reject me but i know if i continue calling next mm-hmm. day then next day there will be few conversions and that is what happened in reality uh, not taking anything to heart because mm. nothing is personal here everybody is busy these days and also continuing doing it in a sustained manner very good very good so so that's one you being as a sales person and you are calling lot of uh, people in cold calling and some of them are answering some of them are not answering but has it changed your attitude towards people cold calling you absolutely it has uh, you won't believe it uh, in the office i get so many calls and i am so polite uh-huh. and gentle with them that my colleagues ask that how much patience you have with these people i say i am into sales these people are my counterparts or my colleagues so there mm-hmm. is a kind of camaraderie though i have not seen them in real i have heard them so i give them full honor and dignity whenever they call me good good uh, like i mean it all what goes around comes around right Absolutely. so if you are nice to these people probably the people whom you are calling will be nice to you but from everything that you say you seem to be a very patient you know a, a nice guy which i know you are i i know you for some time but do you ever get angry about these calls rejections or or somebody is not getting what you are what you are trying to say and how do you deal with those emotions negative emotions yeah uh, so again so here where books uh, are my solace uh okay i recently read one book uh, the obstacle is the way so mm. i continue bombarding myself with these books uh also i keep on listening as a sales people we travel a lot so we listen a lot mm-hmm. i keep on listening mm. to audible a uh, lot of different tapes related to sales from various uh, think tanks from various leaders so all those people have gone through the same kind of ups and downs and uh, mm. when they tell you something you can learn from that so learning from others other people failure and then feeling fast and coming back uh, so i think so uh, that helps me a lot that helps me uh, keep a sense of things uh, that uh, th- nothing is personal here uh, i i have by choice i have taken a sales job and this is by default i'll get this so there is no point in getting upset over this this is something that is not in my control but what is in my control is picking up a call and calling the next person so that is what i do so when you said about the three characteristics of the sales person one of them being empathetic you're also saying you need to be empathetic towards yourself also not just with the others but also with yourself yeah absolutely you have to be empathetic with yourself because you when you get so much garbage uh, from outside you have to a lot of self talk need to go a lot of chatter with the mind uh, again and that that's where visualization and affirmations come into play hmm uh, hmm good good so you you talked about you know i mean uh, you used to travel a lot for sales and you used to listen 
Now, how has COVID affected sales? Especially from, I mean, maybe you, from your point of view, how has COVID affected sales? I would say it has had a big dent on sales. A reason being because now uh, in, in my kind of sales, we need to go and meet people face to face. I talked about empathy. So until unless I see people's gestures, I won't be able to I maybe guesstimate what is their thinking behind it, speaking on phone or virtually meeting. And also you would, uh, uh, you would acknowledge the fact that in India, a lot of, since my target customers are, let's say, people in production, people in quality, or people in CSRs, who are not very fluent using email, using virtuals. Mm. So first and foremost, they need to come or I need to help them to get acquainted to virtual kind of a sales meeting. So that's why it is taking time. But I'm quite confident that over a period of time, uh, this will be the new normal. New normal. Okay. Okay. That's good. So let's move on to some of the uh, non-functional questions. What's the kindest thing someone has done for you? There are so many uh, kindest things that uh, people have done for me. It is very difficult to uh, pick up one or two, but there is something that is fresh in my mind. And that happened recently uh, when I was in Chandigarh. Uh, I have Skoda Fabia. It is a German mm-hmm. vehicle and considered to be very rugged and strong vehicle. But the biggest challenge with uh, Skoda is that the after-sales service is very high and also you don't get spare parts. So from last two years, I'm, I'm struggling to get some spare parts for my car. Uh, I have gone mm-hmm. to Skoda service center, met the experts there. They were not able to find a solution. Then I have also gone to a local street street, uh, street uh, side mechanic and asked for his help. But uh, all has come, all is futile. Uh, I was not able to make any headway in that. Then once I came here, I met one of my acquaintance uh, and he told me, okay, let me help you out. Give me a car, your car for two days. I gave him for two days. And on third day, I get this car, which is fully repaired. And the part which was missing has been put in place. And that person doesn't expect anything in return. Can you believe it? So I was shell-shocked. I said, I am looking out for this thing for last two years. And you have got these things for me. And now you don't want uh, whatever basics that you have given me, basic price for that. And you say, now, this is a seva from my end uh, to my friend Gagan. Wow. So, so that is the kindest thing that has happened recently with me. And these kind of things keep on happening with Very me. True. That's why my perspective of life is that most of the people uh, are good. They are inherently, they have a positive attitude. They want to help others and uh, they want to live a life where everyone are brothers and sisters. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that uh, again. Uh, I I believe life is an echo. Uh, So whatever that you say is what life uh, returns back. So in that particular sense, if you look at it as 
everybody is good everybody wants to thrive everybody wants to love each other everybody wants to help each other and yeah there is always some outliers but then this is how the general population is then probably it echoes back the same thing to you and then you shared an example incident anecdote which proves that particular point so which is nice Th- thanks for sharing that uh, sure. uh now what's the one activity you talked about a lot of habits that you have to have because being in sales and all of those things what is one activity that you love doing every day no matter what every day you do this uh, one activity is reading i just love reading and the days that uh, okay. i'm not able to read i really feel guilty and there is a sense of shame that why i haven't read i read books i read the newspapers uh, so uh, that is one thing that i do diligently and religiously wonderful wonderful uh, again you said you know reading is something that you love and you do this every day and i also know that you read a lot of books is that a characteristics of a salesperson or you are an outlier of that no no it is definitely a characteristic of a salesperson salesperson needs to read a lot uh, whatever comes in his or her way they need to read they need to know about it uh, it is one of the essential characteristics of a salesperson wow okay so good good thanks uh you have been in gravitas wins uh, course and also you are in gravitas wins community and you 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 play a active role as well you are in the clubhouse discussions and and all of that what did you enjoy about the course and what do you enjoy about being in the community uh so uh, i would say what i enjoyed most about the course is the flywheel aspect of the course uh wherein uh, there is a model where in you put emphasis put uh, force behind one aspect in your life and that will have uh, a i was spiraling effect to other aspects of your life so that is one thing that i really like mm. and the second thing i would say is uh, joseph you because you practice what you preach a uh, lot of uh, sales trainers lot of Uh, trainers these days uh, don't uh, implement what they say but in your case since i follow up follow you regularly whether on linkedin twitter uh, the gravitas wins course or our book club i have seen you execute those activities and you go further by asking us to make you accountable for those things so i don't know how many uh coaches or gurus we have today who are so humble yet they have treasure of knowledge to share and you share it openly and third thing i would say is uh when people come and share their learnings uh they uh, you grab so much out of that uh, those learnings from other people you are able to resonate in what you are saying let's say if you are having a problem in some aspect of your life and you see other people people also having so there is a sense of connect and then when they also mm. give you solutions to them you say yes you can also apply it to your life so i would say those are the three big advantages that i see of gravitas wins thank you thank you thank uh, thanks a lot uh, gagan on that uh, 
what's your definition of a good life uh my definition of good life is that uh i need to endeavor uh always towards pursuit of happiness uh mm-hmm. it simply means that if i on a daily basis i have a destination or i have a goal to reach and on daily basis i take steps towards those goals that is the happy mm. life for me that makes me happy mm. okay so what you are saying is the daily steps that's what defines whether you are having a happy life or not absolutely uh and probably because you take those daily daily steps probably you will reach the outcome that you are anticipating however that does not determine the outcome does not determine your happiness but the daily steps are the ones that determines your happy life absolutely wonderful wonderful uh gagan thank you very much for sharing whatever your journey on sales and what you have learned in sales and then the three aspects that you talked about which is relevant for life as well as sales and more importantly for married life mm-hmm. so i I'm, i'm really really thankful for sharing your knowledge with us gagan thank you very much i i appreciate joseph you having me in today's session it was pleasure speaking with you thank you so much uh where can people find you online uh, gagan uh, i am on linkedin uh, i'm quite active on linkedin and i'm also present on twitter but uh, linkedin is one place where i keep on putting my posts wonderful so uh, i will connect i will link to your linkedin on the show notes so that people they can connect with you as well if i may ask you this question can you explain me what your twitter handle is my twitter handle is orange at the rate orange gagan no oh, sorry at the rate orange Or- turban uh, yeah <laughs> So there is no uh, what does it mean I mean there is no significance behind that uh, it just came to my mind because when twitter came up uh, twitter was something that i felt is little different little creative so i said my name should also be little creative so that time there were i was in punjab and i was seeing a lot of orange turbans all around uh, i also bought a, uh, a couple of orange turbans and i said then this would be my twitter handle very good very good thank you thank you very much gagan i really appreciate uh, you sharing all of these knowledges thank you very much thank appreciate you, it hope you enjoyed the conversation if you liked it can you hit the subscribe button even better write a review on apple or google podcast that will help others find the podcast thank you very much have a life of wins mm-hmm.